Hi, thanks for joining us at Car Magazine. As we go into the story of Kendrick Lee on tonight, and as we go into the story of the 11-year-old that was found dead inside the basement, we're also going to talk about the high school senior that died. He was 19 years old. He got shot up in Simpson, South Carolina. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. And you know, we most definitely target the eight dimensions of health and wellness, emotional, environmental, financial, intellectual, occupational, physical, social, and spiritual, just in case you didn't know. Those are the eight dimensions of wellness that affect your life that we zone into. Let's get straight into the story tonight um, because I don't look at it at the same angles that a lot of many other people may look at it, and that's fine. Everyone has an angle, but Everyone needs to be able to hear all points of any story that is presented. So as we begin to talk about Kendrick Lee, Kendrick Lee was an eight-year-old precious child, um, allegedly beaten to death by the mom's boyfriend. And two of his surviving siblings revealed that, you know, they, they had been taking on a lot of the absentee responsibilities. Now, this is one of the things that gets me, um, and I'll, I'll break that down a little bit more in a moment, but I want to get to into the story when it talks about Courtney Lee is the biological father of Kendrick Lee and two of the three surviving boys, which is one is Jordan 15 and Trevon 10. If I said it wrong, please forgive me, which they were found as well abandoned in the Houston apartment. Now, Courtney Lee is a biological father. Some things are alleged until we find out more information. He comes forward and he begins to talk about he hadn't seen the kids since 2017. He was cut off by the mother and only learned of the tragedy in the news. Now, Kendrick's supposed to be the youngest of all the kids. And um, pretty much Lee moved to Louisiana after he and the boy's mom, Miss Gloria Williams, split in 2012. Um, but he said he had not known of this information and he began seeing his kids again when he returned to Houston in 2016. Um, he claimed he has not seen his son since Easter 2017 when allegedly it jilted. Williams allegedly cut ties with him and disappeared with the kids. So the mom was accused of starving and neglecting her kids. She was charged um, past, past Tuesday with a felony injury to a child by omission and tampering with evidence. Uh, allegedly, her boyfriend, Brian, who is 31, was alleged to have beaten Kendrick to death, and he is charged with murder as we speak right now. Like I said, these are all alleged, but it's kind of sad because when I began to read the story, um, eight-year-old Kendrick Lee and his transition, I pray for the family, the loved ones that have experienced a loss. I'm sorry. Um, but however, um, to me, everybody wants to have a tendency to place... Um, a conversational pinpoint on how the mom neglected the kids. I'm not on anyone's side, obviously, on how the new boyfriend beat the child, allegedly, and how the dad has been locked out and blocked out of their life for X amount of years. When are we going to look at the nucleus of the situation? Family origin issues. And who not better than I to begin to reveal this story and go to the eight dimensions of health and wellness of this story? There are so many dimensions in this story that can be pinpointed besides just just someone going to jail or being charged with murder or someone being beaten or someone being blocked out because emotionally they're not together anymore or because they don't financially have the means to make sure they have this or that or the the mindset of the wellness of the of of 
please catch this. The wellness of the intellectual property, the environmental property of the situation, let alone the emotional properties that Miss Williams had to deal with, her emotional properties. Imagine having, you know, we overlook it sometimes, having a lot of kids. Yes, she laid down and she got kids with someone else. But at the same time, look at how many years, let's just say 15 years, because the oldest is 15, on down to a year old. What emotionally was going on? Environmentally, we see what was going on. Financially, what was going on? Yeah, we can look online and see them matching Nike shirts and things like that, that which is posted on the daily news. We can see that. That's a picture, you guys. That's Facebook. Facebook can always paint any picture you want. You can get in there smiling, and then 30 seconds later, you gotta, you're not even living your truth. And then social... Physical and spiritually. Why am I throwing spiritual in there? All these are aspects. If you go back on any of the pictures that was shown on the dailynews.co.uk, it shows a timeline of Miss Williams. It shows a timeline from Facebook when Courtney Lee and the biological father, the eight-year-old Kendra Lee, we want to keep reminding you of that, and two of the surviving boys, um, they have a picture um, that kind of like gets me to wondering what was the processes of what changed it, why, and it and in society is it just about providing food necessities and housing necessities? Is it just going to be about as long as we got the two things? That's it. I want to know, like, I, I want to get into this because a lot of times this is going to keep going on and on and it's going to be something that's pushed on the rug and it don't need to be pushed on the rug for another century. It don't need to be pushed on the rug like it, it's non-existent and you can't tie and put every crime under the same blanket. You can't just put um, one person in the hot seat and not analyze the whole synopsis of it. So for me, I like to go through the backdrop of everything and like to look at what was the the motivating factor behind it. Okay. Now, like I said, you can see Kendrick's uh, Lee's a biological dad. His photo is actually on the Daily Mail uk, and it shows him a picture apparently. You know, with his new wife or whatnot. And, I mean, life goes on. He has a, a fresh start. He has his new wife. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. And then if you go down some more, you'll see a picture of Miss Williams. And you'll see her with her son, Kendrick. And when you begin to look at these pictures, you'll begin to notice and see the breakdown of her before the now we always want to see the now but we don't see the before apparently there's a photo you know with her her six children um the families all together everyone's together they're having a great time apparently um and you can see kendrick and his ninja turtle outfit in that picture and that was november 2020 and if you keep going you can see williams and her boy from brian and you have to match the Nike shirts on. You can see a transition in her. 
And then if you look at her at 35, the picture that they have up here, you see a transition in this lady's life. And no one wants to really crack into that. So I love for someone to crack into that. We always see the ending, but what was the before? Everything about her looks different by the time we get to the current versus in 2020. Even to now, you can just go this one year, that, that one, almost that one year time frame, all the different transitions. Yes, she had children. Yes, she had responsibilities. Yes, she did. But has anybody ever thought about the emotional well-being? A lot of times we don't look at abandonment and rejection as any type of mental tragedy. But it's going to be someone that's going to say, well, it was her fault. She laid down. She made the kids. She probably had an issue. She probably was this. She probably was that. Okay, fine. And someone's going to say, that's why he left. That's why he wasn't there. Someone's going to have a synopsis of something. So I was looking at the real essence of getting people help, providing help, mental help, so people can get through these hurdles in life. Sometimes we don't deal with it. We get over it. And that get over it, and we never really get over it. Oh, I'm just going to get over it, whatever. And they don't really get over it. And then we see things like this. We're going to have to look at it as this could have been prevented on so many levels. And then also I said, and I keep saying it, know who you're getting involved with in your life. I know you may feel lonely. I know you may feel like you don't have anybody sexually you want to be involved. I understand that you have all these human emotions on this earth. But if we stop and take the time and look at the red flags and stop making it a joke, like red flag, red flag, or you see red flag and you say, well, as long as I get to have somebody come home to, or well, as long as I got somebody to give me some money, or well, as long as I got somebody to have sex with me, or well, as long as I got somebody to help me take the kids from here to that. No, really, really, really analyze spiritually, eight dimensions of health and wellness. You need to get grounded so you can be able to hear. Is this a good choice or not? Because too many boyfriends, stepdads, if you look on the news, are killing the moms and all the kids. It's not even their kids. And some of their kids. And we think it's okay. Abandonment is something real. You want to find a void to feel it. Somebody ain't going to like this conversation. That's fine. I'm not here for you to like it. But it's the truth. Now we go back to the absent father that was apparently allegedly blocked out of the kid's life grown people do what they got to do and if you know you got someone that's a little bit challenging then you might need to find a way to get some type of local authority involved wish there was something that was issued i get that but try harder let's try harder because could kids life been saved just saying a fact not an emotional fact actual fact so when the paper that was given october 24th 2021 at 6:08 p.m neglects and and supervision and abandonment so when this was filed october 24 2021 could this not been provided before notice of removal of children could this i mean could this not have been done before? It's nobody knew about nothing for that long a time. And that body's been sitting there that long. What about the property manager on site? Me being a PMIC, 
there's checks that you have to do. You can virtually check these apartments. I don't know if it was tax credit, non tax credit. I don't know. Why nobody reported to the, the office that, hey, I see these kids out here, you know, might want to check on the well-being, a health and wellness check type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Nobody said nothing. I'd rather much get involved in someone's business and save a life than then not get involved in their business and then we have a death on the hand. So it's, it's a whole cycle of, and everybody want to place a finger or blame on someone. But if we're going to do that, let's look at the full essence of it. It can be mentally boggling when you do have a large responsibility. But people are going to go back. Well, she laid down. She had enough sense to do it. Stop it. If we go through your closet and your skeleton of laws and rules in life, I trust you. You're going to have some times where you made mistakes. You have breakdowns, moment breakdowns in your car. You probably beat your stand wheel up. Everyone wants to place a blame besides teaming up to provide these essential needs in society, in communities, in cultures. Besides bringing cocaine and crack to the communities, reefer and weed, sex, beyond sex information, all this high-profile political type of things, these high-profile lifestyles, that's probably only 80% of society. Where There's another band of probably 45 of society that's trying to make it from day to day. They don't even have time to entertain that. Then you have another 15% to 25% of a community that's struggling. You have 5 to 9% that's on edge. So are we going to keep presenting images or are we going to really clean up things in society? Why do we want to clean up things in society? Because it's affecting everyone. Just like that innocent person that could be standing there and they get shot. Or that innocent person lose a job because of X, Y, Z. Because of something that wasn't done or neglect. So I'm telling you that all of this is important. Yeah, two people are locked up, but that doesn't solve the issue. Yeah, one dad is finally getting involved. And he's not, like he said, according to the article, allegedly, it's going to be some time. Because even now, it's going to be some time. He, he from, from the report, he ain't getting them right now. It's going to be some time. Whatever the time is, it's going to be some time there in therapy. So it's going to be some time. I understand that. But moving forward, I'm going to leave that one alone. Um, And then you have the father of... Javion, his name is Jonathan Kirkland, and what I can't respect about Mr. Kirkland is that um, Mr. Kirkland said in the article, he's been going through a lot of different things in, in life, and um, he is trying to get himself back on track, which is you have to respect it on all angles. I understand that, and I get that. He was saying that um, he's 36 years old, and you know. He's very, very distraught in his feelings about everything and that happened to um, Kendrick. And, you know, he, he said that his guilt ridden over what happened to with his ex, Miss Williams, and her son, her boyfriend, Colored Kotler, um, was just not good in all angles. But what I do appreciate about Mr. Kirkland, um, what he said was that, you know, I'm getting my life back on track. You know, he said, I haven't seen my son for five years when he, he made the statement, according to the article. And he said, I mostly have to blame myself. He's not putting everybody else or looking for somebody else to feel pity or to be a victim. He said that um, one of the things that he was very transparent about is he said, I mostly blame myself. He said, Kirkland said for the better part of the last decade, he's been in and out of jail. He's been convicted of things. And now he has a, a felony, a domestic violence, DWI, 
um, and possession of a weapon and unauthorized use of a vehicle. Kirkland admits that he has been an absent father for the past several years. Just one month ago, he was released from a three-month stint in the county jail for a DWI. So we're not giving extra accolades to him being absent, but what I am giving a understanding that I see you type of mentality is that he said, hey, you know, I haven't been there and this is why. But would anybody be coming forward if none of this never happened? If none of this never happened and came out, who would have been coming forth? So I, I want to know. No, no, I don't want to talk about her being at the boyfriend's house up the street. I want to talk about how she's up the street and his boyfriend is over at the abandoned apartment with no furniture, no nothing in there. Beating on somebody, allegedly. How you don't know what's going on with your kids. And if the stress of everything was a bit too much, why didn't you reach out to help? The help that she could have reached out to, what was available? Who was available? Reach out to the help. What was the help? What help is put in place? That's another thing. So, there's a lot of different points that we have to look at here. But um, one thing about it, JVN's father said, I want him back. I'm ready to step, as a, step up as a father, he said. And Kirkland and Williams were never married. They went to high school together and reconnected several years after they left. But by this time, William had five other kids with three different fathers. Soon after that, they reconnected. Williams became pregnant right before she gave birth to Javion. Kirkland was arrested for domestic violence. So that's what happened with him. And like he said, um, Kirkland said Williams hit him in the mouth and caused him to have a bloody lip. She called 911 and dropped the phone. They continued to fight all while their phone call was being recorded. So Kirkland said he was later arrested by Houston PD. He ended up serving two years in jail after a few probation violations for the felony domestic violence conviction so that's a whole conundrum of stuff there's a whole mental synopsis going on in miss williams mind there's a whole synopsis of emotional environment and social things going on in this one arena so no one gets off of what happened we just need to make these pinpoints highlights so stay tuned with me while I go in more detail with the story. There's a whole lot more to it. I don't have time to go into all the great details that I want to go on to and point out. But if you want to be able to get a great, 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 a great, great, great story on what really went on. Um, I hope to actually see that someone takes this and put this in, in, in a, a book form because I think more people need to understand or a movie form because people need to understand the life in the heart of and how your absence and your presence can still be your absence. And when you're not mentally balanced with some of these dimensions, the wellness of everyone else around you is affected. So moving on, we have a story about a high school senior that dies after a shooting. Um, it's, it's, it's very saddening to me because if you look on um, the live5news.com here in the local area, you'll see a picture of the gentleman that was arrested, that, that got shot. He's walking Elijah E.J. Smith, 17 of Simpsonville. He died at the hospital about 4.30 a.m. on Monday. The coroner has stated that. And it's kind of sad because the upstate high school senior, I mean, when he died Sunday night, I mean, think about it. You can see a picture of him walking across the field, a beautiful, bright smile, a white suit on, you know, and just like he's enjoying life. 
you know, enjoying life. And um, it's sad enough to say, allegedly to the story, the Simpsonville police said that they were called out about 10 p.m. to a shooting in a parking lot near Fairview in Harrison Bridge Road. Smith's death has been ruled a homicide and the cause of death was a gunshot wound. Um, they did say that Smith was involved in an altercation with another person in the parking lot. I really want the clarity on that because um, Mr. Sajan Riley is charged with the murder, attempt on robbery and possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime, says the police. Um, the Simpsonville police arrested 19-year-old Sagan Riley. And I can't quite understand the process of everything. But according to Captain Cheryl with the Simpsonville Police Department, um, his last name is Willash. I probably ain't saying it correctly, but he's charged with murder and attempt robbery, like I said, um, possession of a weapon. But you're talking about high school kids. You're talking about people who are graduating. Did it have to go to that full amount of stint of a weapon being used? What altercation could have been that was so boggling that you had to pull out a weapon and shoot? I don't think we understand the tenacity of things that um, that goes on in our in our youth life sometimes as well. Um, the shooting happened in the parking lot of Tipsy Taco. The restaurant is still remained closed as of Monday. Postings of his Facebook page, you'll be able to check it out. Um, that tragic that happened, they want to show respect and condolences to the family, so that's why it's most definitely closed off. It's sad because, there again, the emotional well-being and the intellectual all play a part. But the social is one of the things that gets me a lot. I think there's so much pressure, so much pressure that it affects, that it affects everything around us to the point where it does lead to tragedies like this. But you know, one thing that I encourage everyone that, um, Pay attention to your surroundings, pay attention to your kids, pay attention to things that may be taking place. Now, as we go further, um, I know y'all probably heard of this. Uh, the L.A. student charged with the felonies in a TikTok-inspired attack on a disabled teacher. Listen, listen to that cover story. And I want to keep in mind also, as we're about to cover this story, listen to how... how all this is played out how it's all played out hang tight the student accused of beating her physically challenged teacher on the north shore faces felony charges the 22nd judicial district court attorney says 18 year old lariana jackson was charged with felony second degree battery and cruelty to the infirmed covington police arrested jackson october 6th they say video posted on social media shows Jackson punching the teacher repeatedly and pulling her from her wheelchair. Her first court appearance is set for December 8th. Jackson faces up to 10 years in prison. Wow. 
telling you all, it's all about a per. We really need to have a day where we really go into mental health. We really need to have. Let me get a snack. I need a snack. I can't. I need to get one. I need a snack because this is this is not it. We really need to have a day where there is an emotional, mental, psychological. event we, we really need to zone zone into mental healing because these crimes are happening it's like no one's really obtaining okay someone's going to serve jail time i get it someone was just hurt i get that too but when are we going to start pinpointing and giving services and providing services for people that have mental all cults like this Yes, we have organizations out there, but can it be bigger? Can it be, okay, just like we're giving out stimulus checks each month, can it be a monthly something where we're being able to help people in these type of states? Because now it's affecting everybody around us. Now, anyway, moving further along, I got a email, but also I physically talked to someone. Um, at Piggly Wiggly. And allegedly the story that I heard about the shooting that took place here in Charleston, South Carolina, or really North Charleston. Um, it kind of is confusing me a little bit because the news says one thing, but what I was told was that this guy came in the store with a gun chasing his girlfriend. And apparently... She jumped in front of the bagger and the guy got shot. I would like to get more update on it because the story I'm reading online don't seem to be the same story that I was given actually on the scene at Piggly Wiggly. So it'd be great whenever they do get some more information. I know allegedly a 34 year old was taken in and uh, I want to know, well, Really, the authorities say the 33-year-old man has been arrested in connection to a daily shooting at the Piggly Wiggly in North Charleston on Friday night. Um, I really hope that the truth comes out behind this and justice is served. Because if it was a guy that ran in there with a gun allegedly chasing his girlfriend and she grabs somebody and uses that person as a shield or something like that, we need to get down to the core of it because I know if I have a youth or if I have someone that's not even a youth go to work and they never make it back home because someone chose their mental ability, chose to run into a grocery store. I get running into a grocery store because there's a camera and things like that. But now someone lost their life innocently due to your mental neglect and your mental capability of choosing the right people in your life. And also you not being an issue. We got to keep in mind, sometimes people, we can present issues to other people. Sometimes we go around causing problems for others. And then when people are ready to address it, you say, oh, you want to be a victim. You got to be accountable for you too. And stop lying to yourself like you're perfect. So I want to get more on that. I don't know everything about that just yet, but that's what I was told on location. Um, but therefore... 
you know, it's always stories, but it wasn't, from my understanding, gang related, but it was pushed out as if it was. Going forward, we have this breaking news that everyone's talking about. I'm pretty sure it's super trending on um, social media. The tra- tragic death of 11-year-old Roman Lopez was found dead by police in search of his family home in California. After the dad, Jordan Piper, 36, reported him missing. He reported him missing. No, he's in the basement in a bin. He was tortured and poisoned. He's 11 years old. And now we finally got some type of uh, justice that's ringing out. When you look at the picture, when you see, if you go to dailystar.co.uk and you look for the story about the 11-year-old Roman Lopez, he was found in a storage bin. Listen, let me tell you something. The picture of Roman, he the most adorable kid. Looks like life is great, but we have parents that are not capable of doing what I need to do. I don't know what the neglect and mindset of this was. Roman Lopez, it's not like it's not like the same first story. You can't cover every story with the same blanket. This story right here, Roman Lopez was found dead in Placerville, California, the U.S. in January 2020 during extensive police searches and autopsy report detail. His dire physical condition and police accused his stepmom of poison, poisoning his water, according to an arrest warrant. I'm sorry, I got to get myself. Lindsay Piper, 38, and the father, Jordan Piper, 36, were arrested and charged with child abuse and torture. Miss Piper is also charged with poisoning, and Roman's father has an added charge of failure to provide for a child. Um, what else more is there to say? If what I've been saying this last 30 minutes is not ringing a bell to somebody, somebody please, we are, we have lost so many kids to neglect and things like that. And no one, now this is a scenario when both parents are in the house versus a scenario where there's a single parent with multiple fathers. And it seems so unstable. But then you have a scenario that society presents where this story where the family is so stable. Both parents are in the house. And then tragedy still hits. So y'all see, I'm not being biased to anyone. The bigger pinpoint is people's mental capability. What is going on in your mental capillaries in your mind to make you think that there's anything decent and good about these things? Now, as I come upon my 30 minutes, I'm going to go ahead and chime on now. I want you to really recap this. Go check out these stories. Look at the emotional. Let's look at the, 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 the nucleus. And let's also look at the line around the nucleus of what's going on. We always want to attack in the atom process of it. Where's the people that studies all these things? Why can't things be implemented? I want to know... The emotional, environmental, financial, intellectual, occupational, physical, social, and spiritual blocks that have been compromised in these scenarios. So now you see there's no particular person, no particular packaging, no particular vernacular for anything when it comes to these things. All these different scenarios that I gave upon on this podcast today from Sakara Magazine and you have to look and see that there is a dire need for some mental assessments in place to heal the mental synopsis of people. There needs to be something in place for 
these type of dynamics. Rejection and abandonment needs to be preached and teached and presented and stop the process of someone needs to explain what it means to get over and what it means to deal with, to forgive and move on. Someone needs to be able to explore the balances of someone's life. I know these tragedies would not be presented if it was. Thanks for joining us the Car Magazine podcast. My name is Miss Rogers. I just say that jokingly because people always say that when they type in Miss Rogers. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> but you know me, you're Lady Khadija. Please most definitely always go to my Facebook page. If you have any more questions, you want to respond, have you respond, it's upon you. Just go to backslash Sakara Magazine. You'll be able to find it. Google it however you need to. Thanks. Until next time. Thanks for joining.